Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Jesse Rudo and Megan coming to you live on a Tuesday. Uh, we're going to get into some international talk, some competition there. But before we do, the news of the day, Jeremy Swayman's arbitration is done. A deal for $3.475 million for him. And we've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about contracts and getting value. To be honest, we've talked a lot about it over the last three years. Uh, how important it is for teams to get value on contracts. And I wanted to take this to showcase yet another area where the Avs have been successful. You now have the Boston Bruins sitting on $8.5 million of goaltending. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think the Swayman contract is fine at $3.5 million. But you're now having him com- potentially compete for a starter job with Olmark, who's making $5 million. And you know, maybe you believe in Olmark, maybe you don't, whatever, doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, one of those guys is not going to be your starter. And you're spending eight and a half million dollars at that position. Meanwhile, the Avs have Georgiev and Francois for about five and a half million dollars, three million dollars less. <clears throat> so let me ask you guys, because the, 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 the point of this conversation is, the Avs have found outstanding value in net over the last handful of years. Since Varlamov, even. What in Jeremy, or excuse me, in Linus Olmark's career says he's a $5 million goaltender? Last season, in the regular season. And he signed that contract two years before that. That's about the only he, thing. He, he's been a perfectly average uh, 1A, 1B guy his entire career. He got to Boston. They paid him out the nose. He had a really good year last year. He did. He had a very good year last year. And the wheels came completely off in the first round of the playoffs because he's a career 1A, 1B. That's the part that always blows my mind about this stuff is we see it over and over and over again. Guys have entire careers, several years that say, this is who I am. And teams just refuse to believe him. I mean, like the, the the examples are endless, especially in net, and it's just crazy that there are still teams out there that that are looking at, and maybe Vegas winning it now will help to change this. Maybe Tampa going back to back skewed the you know you need to have a top tier goaltender, you need to pay your goaltender. Um, but, I don't know. I, I just I don't get why teams are throwing. I mean, eight and a half million for 
a one A one B situation is wild to me. Well, and abs are a cautionary tale in when they get the value from a goaltender like um, wow, I just Grubauer. Sorry, yep. slipped on his name. And then they can no longer afford him. He moves on and doesn't necessarily have the same amount of success. Now, I I don't want to write that part of Grubauer's story for Seattle just yet. But even with Kemper moving on after, I think, 525 Washington through 2027. What's interesting is they've locked in Georgiev now through 2025. So there's extreme and immense value there. But even looking at Vegas as an example, Aiden Hill has an outstanding performance. Yep. 4.9. Great example. Yep. It's everywhere. And it's only for the next two years. So they've bought themselves a little bit of a window of time that aligns with Logan Thompson as well. So it's not completely irrational for them to have done this. But they threw a lot of money at Hill after one extraordinary performance, but it's such a limited body of work. For two rounds. Exactly. It's yep. extremely limited, though yep. obviously impressive results in a cup. But same thing for Darcy Kemper. And honestly, I'm not blaming Washington's season on Kemper in any way. They he, were was, also, he was actually very good. Last they were year. plagued by a lot of injuries. He was, he was really um, solid. And so this isn't that he wasn't worth the money, but it is. The abs are doing this extremely well in scouting goaltending and extracting value for as long as they need. Yep. It would be interesting to see, because on one hand, do they keep Georgiev after 2025? Depending on the performance, can they keep Georgiev? Because the market for goaltending seems to be increasing. Like even the Ville Husso sweepstakes last summer would have made such an expansive, expensive solution for Colorado had they gone in that direction. We're obviously relieved in hindsight that they didn't. But in knowing these things to be true, can they afford to keep Georgiev? And do they need to because they continue to have success Just in finding find new goaltenders? to give a starting opportunity to on the cheap to give them a chance to see their potential realized. And it's the whole thing is fascinating to me because there are two things I want to touch on here. One, everyone is looking for the next Andre Vasilevsky, right? Keep looking. Exactly. <laughs> There's one of one right e- there. E- even, sorry, keep going. It, the problem is the way Tampa found Andre Vasilevsky is through drafting, through getting younger guys, <laughs> throwing $5 million at a 28-year-old line as Allmark is not how you find Andre Vasilevsky. Right. When you even look, <clears throat> I got into this argument with someone once on, on Twitter about goaltenders because goaltenders, their performances are the most volatile yep. of, of anybody, at least in hockey. I, I'm sure you could maybe find pitching in baseball is another one that's very, very up and, up down. and down, but it, it's it's hard to find certainty with goaltenders. Mm-hmm. We know, night in, night out, year after year, this is what we're gonna get. You can feel pretty comfortable with the range of goaltending you're gonna get. We know on their bad nights they'll be here, on their good nights they'll be here, and they'll live somewhere in the middle. And that's what I think you pay for, and that's what I think the Avs have done such a good job of identifying. And they've also tapped into their pro scouting. What, who, which goaltenders would fit well the way we like to play, which goaltenders, to Megan's point, have the potential to really flourish behind a system like this because that is something that made me surprised that Vegas gave Aiden Hill the money they did. Look, I'm not trying to take anything away from Aiden Hill, but anybody who watched that with any kind of objectivity understood a lot of Aiden Hill's performance came on the back of extremely solid and strong team defensive effort from Vegas. I mean, they gave up 
Very little. A team also on one of the greatest PDO benders in the playoffs sure. of all total, time. Total. Like. And, and again, I'm not saying that Aiden Hill didn't make nice saves, but like there was massive context to that that run for him. And and to your point, even the other really good goaltenders in the NHL, UC Saros, Ilya Sorokin, Connor Hellbuck, none of them have the size and the flexibility and, yep. the, and then the speed yep. of an Andre Vasilevsky. That he's a true one of one. You have Andre Vasilevsky. That's the top tier. Then you have the next tier of probably those three goaltenders that that I listed whose range is higher. And then you've got, I really do think, I, I put Georgiev right up there with Jeremy Swayman, Linus yeah, Olmark. I would too. Uh, I mean, Marc-Andre Mark Fleury actually think is quite a Call few tiers down. Top 10 goalies Right, at that right. Point. I, I, and I just think that, like, I, I don't think the separation in that tier is all that great. And it's just shocking to me that teams have watched this. Obviously, it's only turned out one cup, but sustained success the Gavs have had now behind three different starting goaltenders and how nobody else is catching on to build your team the right way and your goaltending doesn't have to be Andre Vasilevsky every single night does it help does Tampa win out of those cups without Vasilevsky maybe not because he's just that special but that's like saying wow I'd love Kale McCarr for my team <laughs> everybody would yeah. duh that's why they're unique that's why they're special players Vasilevsky McCarr McDavid those are three players that are probably in their own tier. So, uh, jumping off of that, we've seen it a million times. Any NHL caliber goalie can have a hot couple months. Andrew Hammond, Jordan Bennington, <laughs> the list goes on infinitely. And look, when you think you have the guy, you have to commit to him. That's how you end up with... Andre Vasilevsky on your team forever, but it's just you watch so many teams walk into the obvious landmine so often. Well, what's funny about this conversation is I don't think any of us think Jeremy Swayman is the landmine. It's the no, combination yeah, of you you have a one A one B setup and you have almost nine million dollars invested in it. Yep, and a huge problem now with Bergeron retiring to address down the middle yep. you need a top six centerman that's a great point Megan and that, that's going to be really difficult to satisfy I, I, yep. I have a feeling Boston may miss the playoffs this year I'm not going to go that far I, I mean they lost a lot of talent off that roster they were also the greatest regular season team ever <laughs> Yeah, and they were also go back to everyone's preseason predictions yeah, on Boston. They played way over their heads. For played sure, way over their heads, and, and now that's a great point, Megan. You have a lot of money invested on a team that needs a lot of help. Yeah, I think that became evident in how they were bounced from the playoffs. It came down to goaltending and the fickleness of goaltending, and not squarely on the goaltender's shoulders either. In how their exit came took form it was a lot of play in front of them that fell short as well i mean you're talking about a, a, a 1c centering brad marchand and david posternock of either charlie Coyle, pavel zaka or jesper bokvist like Tough look come on and and you got nine million in net yep and boston's maybe an ex a bad example is because they've just they're wrapping up 13 years of excellence sure. at the top of the league multiple trips to the Stanley Cup Finals so maybe it's time for them but but asset management is still important 
And and the final thing I want to touch on here, and then we can get into the international oh, stuff. AJ Greer's there. Never the mind. They're fine. Day is saved. They're fine. Uh, it, there's this weird thing with goalies. The rest of the NHL has never been younger. You've never looked at the league and seen so many young kids coming in as young as they are. You look at someone like Eric Johnson, who's now in his mid-30s, and you're like, that dude's career is basically over. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, even playing in the mid-30s was normal. That was my the upsetting thing on my... Because my age really doesn't bother me, but on my 30th birthday, I really did have like that, yeah, oh, damn, I'm old by NHL standards. I'm a journey. I already yeah. feel old by NHL <laughs> standards. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if I was in the NHL, people would be like, he's on the back nine. <laughs> Pack it up. Do you really want to invest money in someone that old? It's like, fuck. But somehow the goalie position has remained immune to this youth movement. Shows how hard it is to be a consistent goaltender. I, I guess. I, to me, I think it's it's almost like a last vestige of that and where I, teams should be more aggressive in moving towards younger goaltenders. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really do think I think goaltender is a unique position. I, I understand why the the position has stayed older. Um sometimes I do, and then I watch Marc Andre Fleury and, and I'm like, please retire. And and, and, and I, I really do think a big part of that is because goaltending it's unique among sports because I think that is one of the positions that for as physically demanding and taxing as it is, it's potentially more on the mental side where, I mean, like there's all kinds of examples of really good goaltenders, great goaltenders whose career just kind of falls apart because they, they can't stay sharp between the ears. As we're on the other side, I think an example, Jonathan quick is he has been able to stay mentally sharp and his body is just, breaking down especially the way that he plays yeah but i do think that it is you have to be so mentally mature and so mentally tough to be a goaltender that i think that's why you see the large contingency of them are 25 or older at least in starting roles because you've got to really be able to handle the mental side of the game if you're going to be a starting goaltender i think the nature of the position places a lot of weight on mistakes that get made and I think that can be a heavy burden for young players and I think it's a relevant conversation surrounding a young goaltender like Ottinger and the difficulty he faced in these last playoffs like you saw the season before he was dragging Dallas towards playoffs and then things just became really difficult I think a lot of that being pressure also for Dallas on his shoulders that given his age too, I think he still has a lot of runway to have a fantastic career. But yeah. I think that's where you see sometimes the youth, the mental maturity side of the game is still developing for some of the younger goaltenders. Well, well and it's, 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 it's he's a great example to bring up because like that, that is someone where I am going to be watching. How does Jake Ottinger respond this year? Because you saw it, the, the game started getting away from him and he just couldn't, he couldn't get back. He'd give up a goal early and you know, they, Show a close. Yeah. You could see it in his eyes. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> and they get another one just a few yeah. minutes later, and, and you just you knew it was all coming unraveled for him. 
And so he's a great example, Megan. I'm glad you brought him up because the very, very, very talented didn't matter when he started, when the ball started rolling downhill and he couldn't stop it. I'm going to give two sides of this and then we can move on because I keep having stuff to say and it's the off season. So that's a miracle. <laughs> um, very similar. You brought it up actually earlier in the show to pitchers. Yep. And it's a huge, huge, huge problem in baseball where if you bring these pitchers in too early and they don't have their mental game figured out, mm -hmm. you ruin their careers. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, this is a thing they have to work through. It's like they're a head case for the rest of their yeah. career. Yeah. So I understand being very concerned about something like that. Well, and uh, this is maybe not going to be a great example, but it happened to uh, Sammy Idacalio, if you guys remember yep. him. Yep. And then who was it? There was another guy... Big tall uh, Euro kid. Oh, the Euro. Oh God, um, Roman will Spencer. No. Spencer. Spencer Martin was the uh, Canadian. Adam Werner. Werner. Eh. Uh, is he not who I'm thinking? Who got an NHL games it's, two seasons ago? Was it Werner? Werner was two seasons. Werner, ago, yeah. and then Spencer Martin's actually another good example, but he's working his way back. Yeah. Where those guys came out early in their career and got shelled, yeah. run out of the building, and that plants that seed of doubt of can I play at this level? Yeah. And some of those guys, to your point, never make it back. And those early experiences can sometimes be the toughest on goaltenders if they can't get into a rhythm early enough in their career where they can feel confident. Carter Hart's another example. What promise he showed in that first half season. He got kind of toasted his second year. And Has anybody thought twice about Carter Hart in the last three years? Yep. Philly has thought about getting rid of him right, a lot. Right, right. <laughs> it's... it's you have to be able, Megan made the, 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 there's a lot of eyes on you. And I had a goaltender tell me once, when you make a mistake, there's someone behind you to try to cover up for it. If the goalie makes a save, no one remembers your mistake. Yep. If a goaltender makes a mistake, it's in the back of the net and everybody is aware of it. Yep. You are truly the last line of defense. They are the only players that play 60 minutes. They don't take a shift off. They're the only players that are out there for the entire game. And there is a lot of focus and a lot of pressure on that. And it is easy in the NHL to lose your fan base as a goaltender. Yep. And very quickly, for as much as players can't hear stuff on the ice, sound carries from mm -hmm. a certain level of the 100 level. It carries right over the glass. And they hear a lot of that shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and you have to be strong enough to tune all of that out if you're a goaltender. The final point on goalies I want to make is... We are living in an era of humanity where professional athletes are pushing the limits of the human body, essentially. And this is part of why you're seeing a youth movement, not just in hockey, but in all sports, is because injuries are becoming less of an unfortunate event and more of an expectation across the course of an athlete's career. And the younger you get injured, the better you're going to recover. Now, we have modern technology. Things like ACL injuries used to be career-ending. They're now just a you take mm -hmm. a year or two off and you'll be all right. So things are getting better there. But I do wonder, especially about a position like goaltender, which is so, so, so hard on things like the hips, things like the knees, things like Incredibly the back. high impact. I do wonder if we will start to see a shift towards a bit younger goaltending cores in the future. It's going to be interesting because I, I just what Megan and I were. I, I really do think that the, the the mental side of it is so grueling. But you're right. I mean, it, it's it, it was always so funny. I remember growing up, 
you know, we'd go to drop-ins, we'd spend hours there and stuff. And people would always give goalies shit like, oh, all you got to do is stand there. Well, then every few drop-ins, you'd be like, I'll play goal. I'll, ju- I'll jump in net. And get lit the it, F up. Well, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ex- the equipment is crazy heavy. The, the, people don't realize, even if you only see five shots in a game, the up, down, yeah. the crouch, yeah. they're in the zone, you're moving, like your, your, your quads are just constantly engaged. A goalie stance is essentially holding a wall sit. It's like holding a squat halfway yeah. through. Yeah. Um, up, down, you're laying all the way down. You got to get back up. You're like it's it's an exhausting position. So like you said, it's it's very hard on the joints, your back, your hips, uh, you know, cartilage. It's it's hard on all of that. So it is this weird position where if goaltenders were younger, they'd be a lot more spry. Yeah. But I just don't think that at the NHL level there has been many young players who I mean even Andre Vasilevsky. What time did he? When did he come into the league? He was already 23, 24. Yeah, 23 is like insanely young for a goalie right. for the record. And so even him with all of his tools. Yeah. That's why when people are tough on used to sound it, and I feel like the trajectory for goaltenders is very different totally. from other positions. But I think this is too where maybe if the Avs have more continued success with the way they've constructed their goaltending, it balances the workload a little more evenly between starter and backup, even though there is still a clear That's starter true. in Georgiev. That is a little less wear and tear on the body, and that is a little bit a reprieve from the mental toll of starting all of those games. And so that's where I wonder if it's a middle ground where it's maybe not necessarily younger goaltenders at both starting and backup position, but a better shared workload between them and splitting the money that way, looking for goaltenders who are going to be good enough and putting the money towards a team that can play well in front of them and allowing that to be where maybe some of the youth and the talent is, is in front of the goaltender too, to support them. Make their job a little easier for sure. I I do think like Megan pointed out though, I do think you have to have a defined starter. I I, I think, I think what Megan just said, if you're trying to compete, I agree. What Megan just said about having a more even split. I think that's huge. And I think that's going to be, bigger and bigger and bigger with every passing year in the NHL. And I think the abs have struck a nice balance. I I am a hard and fast believer. If you have a one, a one B a tandem is perfect. You've got no chance. Perfectly come full circle. Boston plays Swayman in game seven. They're out of the playoffs. Uh, Well, and, and and it's, it's, you look at what Minnesota did. They got cute. They got nightmare right away. (laughs) And it just all came unraveled because the minute Going back to the mental side, the minute your goaltender doesn't feel like you have confidence in him, now they're fighting their own mental battle and the mental battle of, do these guys even believe in me standing back here? I don't believe in myself. Do they believe in me? (laughs) And if you don't, everyone's in trouble. Uh, All of this talk about young goalies and injuries because whether you're a a youngster in goal or you're a geriatric hockey player like Jesse... (laughs) Ah, uh, well, 30, so... Yeah. AG1 can help you feel young and spry. It's got you fully covered. 75 different uh, vitamins and minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, all sorts of different goodies in there to make sure you are healthy, feeling good. Uh, I know you and uh, you and Hannah use it as your morning thing, yeah, right? We do. Our mor- Hannah actually, she's, she's upped her game on it a bit. She has... We always at least once a day in the morning. She's even started adding one in the evening sometimes just because she likes them. Nice. Uh, and she, I, I genuinely do feel a difference in 
I don't necessarily know if it's like my gut health, but like, you know, I, I getting older into my thirties, <laughs> you're just like, you're not always feeling great. Like your stomach, you just kind of always have a stomach ache. I really do. After I drink uh, a, a bottle of AG one, I feel a lot better. Like I, I like just feel like I've like cleaned my gut <laughs> out and like, I'm not walking around just an all day stomach ache. Like I'm assuming most people over 30 do. Um, so no, I really do. I say it all the time. We, we're not coffee drinkers. We usually kick it off with AG one and I get that same kind of like, okay, I'm up, I'm awake. I'm not getting back in bed uh, feeling, but I don't, Get all jittery and all caffeine and my breath doesn't smell terrible. <laughs> Wins all the way around. Win, win, win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are looking for a comprehensive solution to your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. You can go to drinkag1.com slash avalanche today to check it out. Again, a year's supply of vitamin D just for ordering. DrinkAG1.com slash avalanche to order today. And then head on over to Bet365 where you can get your Gamba on. Uh, Bet365, pioneers of the live in-game betting. They have ridiculous numbers of options. I, I actually love their bonuses. Mm-hmm. They will, like, as a game is happening, they'll be like, bam, here's a parlay. It's the third inning. Yeah, we'll boost it to 500 for you. It's so easy to just say, oh, that seems like a good bet. Right. Bop, bop it in there. You're keeping games interesting the whole time you're in there. Bet365 has over 80 million users worldwide, so lots of people love it. They have ridiculous amounts of things to gamble on. I, as many of you know, I'm a big fan of esports. They do a great job of getting esports on there. If they can get esports on there, Trust me, whatever you want to watch is on there, which you can do that, too. Lots of streaming sports directly on Bet365. You don't even have to go to a different website. You're watching the game. Super easy with Bet365 all over the place. Right now, you can turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. Download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $200 of bonus bets today. Uh, all you have to do is place a $1 bet after that $10 deposit. They give you 200 bucks to play with. You can do whatever you want with the bonus bets. Make sure you use code DNBR365 to get those $200 in bonus bets when you sign up. You must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Also, when you win money on Bet365... Go over to Pins and Aces. So you got your uh, you got your slick apparel on. You're looking good out on the golf course when you're shelling out the winnings. That's all I'm saying, you know. When you hit that hole in one, you better have that money saved up to buy everyone a drink because <laughs> that's what you do in golf. I never understood why the person who gets the hole in one has to buy the drinks. It seems like it should be the other way around. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to question it. We're just going to move on. Make sure you're looking good when you hit that hole-in-one with Pins and Aces. You can go over to PinsandAces.com. Use the DMVR code to get 15% off your order. You can also be the coolest guy on the golf course with things like their beer sleeve or their liquor stick. Beer sleeve, you can bring seven beers in your bag onto the course. Everyone will be wanting to drink from you. Same with the liquor stick. You can pour liquor, comes straight out of your bag, right into people's cups. It's the best way to be golfing. Swing juice is the best. Again, check them out, pinsandaces.com. Use the DNVR code for that 15% off. As we move into the second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, talking about international hockey, I want to start with Team USA and our top five presented by Bet365. 
I actually cheated a little bit on this one. I did a top six. Ooh. So you'll have to live with me on that. <laughs> uh, I did the top six U.S.-born avalanche players. U.S.-born, all right. U.S.-born. Starting with the honorable mention at six, it's JT Comfer. Now, keep in mind, I rank this by their performance in Colorado, not their performance on their national teams. Mm -hmm. So the best players on the Avs. Number five, Eric Johnson. Pretty self-explanatory one there, I think. Um, I mean, I'm going to be anxious to see what you got the rest of your I, list I, here because you, do you want to do you want to run through the whole thing and then we we'll can talk? we can. Well, well so I was, was going to stop it. and talk about EJ. Yeah, go, go for it. I, th I think there's an argument he could be higher. So. Well, so what's so fun about this is Megan had him last week as his the fifth best Av who played college, and it's just math's adding up quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's just so funny because. <laughs> Like, what an interesting player Is in your number one probably my same number one? <laughs> no, no, but maybe... Who was your number one? I didn't... Kale. Kale. Oh, duh. But, okay. <laughs> but I have a feeling... What, like, I have a feeling I know someone who's ranked yeah, high now, in this. Yeah, now that you said <laughs> that, I, I have a feeling I know. But Eric Johnson is just, it's just such a... An interesting career arc in Colorado because so much of it was overshadowed by... Injury... Well, injury and just how bad the team was. That too, that's fair. Part of yeah. the reason why so many people felt so good seeing him get to win the Stanley Cup yeah. with the Avs was because, like, he he stuck. They were some he, bad teams. He hung tough on some <laughs> really bad teams, some really lean years. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's nice because I, I felt like for a long time, because he was a good player on bad teams, yeah. he was maybe a little overvalued yeah. by the fan base. But I really do think... As his career is winding down, he is nestling in really nice and very appropriately in terms of like where he fits in abs. Historical. Yeah. The You're about to lose your mic and it's going to fall on you. It's coming out of the, the thing on the table. Oh nice gosh. catch. Nice catch. I was just, I've, we've seen that happen <laughs> before and it just falls into your lap. Uh, Number four, and people are going to be really mad that I put JML. He was an honorable mention in my college list. Yeah. He was my sixth. Yeah, I, I, you could make an argument that EJ is a better Av, but statistically. So I was going to say, are you purely going statistically I here? I mostly to have him went statistically. Because yeah. honestly, I probably would have had JT. I would have had JT above him. I don't myself. see how you can put JT above EJ. Check the, check the ring. Oh, above EJ. Yeah. I said it instead totally, of him. I would have maybe bumped totally all that up. Totally see how you could put him above Lyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but statistically, Lyles certainly significantly more consistent mm -hmm. than Comfer. He was a lot of... He did hold a lot of records. Yeah, uh, until Kale existed. Yeah. For his consistency. I <laughs> yes. think that's a really important quality in yep. his time during some tough abs years as well. Yeah, he didn't quite slog through it quite as bad as EJ what did. What EJ had to for face. Sure. That's why I think, too, that the EJ being in the list in both the college and this list makes so much sense because being the longest tenured Avs through some of their darker years and choosing to be here and exercising his no trade clause, like you mentioned in the college conversation, mm -hmm. twice is probably of such sentimental value to the Avs and what he means to the organization. Totally. And that's like, 
absolutely no fault to anyone if you wanted to put EJ even in the top three, mm. I would say. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Un- an understandable thing. I do I do think uh Blaze, I, I do think EJ is being ranked very appropriately by people now that the career winds down. And it's good to see. Because I think he deserves to be in these conversations just there was a lot of people, best defenseman in Avs history talk, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I technically cheated with three wow. because he's technically Canadian-born, but he plays for the U.S. national team. So I'm counting oh, it okay. in Adam Deadmarsh. Uh, this one is wow. weird. Also, yes, very <laughs> interesting. Production-wise, his time in Colorado was fantastic. He was very, very good forward for them in the golden era of, of Av's history. But it conveniently ignores the fact that, one, he was the trade piece that helped them Rob win Lake, the, yeah. with Rob Lake, and two, his career basically ended in a hurry the second he left Colorado. I was going to say, because I, I, don't, I don't even know if I would say he was part of the golden era. I think he was there at the beginning of it. But he was part of the reason why they were so dominant in the early 2000s. His absence was part of the reason why they were so dominant. What You're his return wrong. fetched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, he was he was a good half. He's very good half. He uh, he won a cup. So he did. That was one of Megan's big tiebreakers on a lot of her stuff last week. Was <laughs> did these guys win a cup with the org? He did. Cup and leadership. That's why I think Lyles being in the list makes sense, though he was an alternate for several good seasons. Like several seasons while an av i was easy good. with that good word he seasons the yeah. photo of him is in the blueberry jersey yeah. i don't have a single good memory <laughs> from them wearing those jerseys because those jerseys are heinous oh, dude they were terrible uh number two a guy who has a cup chris drury oh see okay this is who i thought was your number one I also kind of thought that's who your number one was, but a great number two, mm-hmm. depending on who your one is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, <clears throat> we we talked about him last week. I do feel like Chris Rory's time with the Avs was shorter than what a lot of people remember. It was. But yeah. I, I did tell Megan to this day, I still think that this is the worst trade in Avs history. It was a cap casualty that the salary cap not only was introduced but it was introduced to the tune of like $36 million. It was very low. Going from no salary cap to an extremely tight salary cap, he was a casualty of it. Um, but given what he went on to do in the rest of his career, man, it is a shame that the Avs weren't able to hold on to him uh, for longer because he really was a special piece. On that 2001 Cup run, Yep. Uh, I mean, the amount of memories huge, I have of, huge goals. of yep. Chris Drury, Again, not just scoring goals, but right when you needed one. Uh, I, I told Megan, the one that instantly cuts to mind is the coming down the left wall, cuts to the middle, pulls up, holds, holds, and then puts the nail in the coffin of game yep. six to send it back home for game seven. But he also had a huge goal in game seven of the second round yeah. against the Kings. like To help seal that series. Right. Yep. He, he was just, he was so huge for them right when they needed it, even with all the other stars. Like we talked about that a lot with the Avs 22 run where like seemed like on the nights where they needed the stars to go, they would, but on nights where they weren't, you always had that other hero in those early 2000s. It felt like the other hero was always Chris Drury. Even in postseasons following the 01, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was yes. important in, in big moments. So totally. I think he's the, perfectly appropriate. The guy a lot of people think JT Comper is, is who Chris Drury well, is. And see, I, I genuinely feel like he got that reputation from his like his weird moments where he just shows up in the playoffs. Yep. Where, where you know, I, I mean, go to game four, the Western Conference final in 22. Yep. JT Comper steps out of the box after <laughs> killing a penalty, wins a race and scores on a breakaway. To, you know what ends up being the game winner and it's just like he had a lot of those moments that was always my argument very pro jt yep. was like look you can not like him he goes he goes quiet for 20 games and then there's 10 seconds left in the clock you're down by one and who is it that stick that it's on it's jt Conver. i think that was where that parallel drew and then just 37s i love rusco's comment here i don't believe in clutch much but that little bit is named chris jury <laughs> i do love that it, he he was mr clutch there's no doubt about that uh, and then number one, I feel like this is a super easy answer at number one. But it's Paul Stasny. Oh. Statistically far and away the best American to play for Colorado. Statistically? Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. <laughs> I'm glad close. he's getting his time in the sun on this list because I think he was like my seven yeah. on my college top. And it's more to do with the era of hockey he played in Colorado specifically. For sure. But as an individual just a productive player brings a lot to the table and also another who wore a letter in Colorado through several seasons. So the leadership component that he brought while in Ave was pretty big. Uh, I believe another Canadian born dual, dual citizen. Yeah. I want to say he was born in when they were in Quebec, but yeah, he grew up in St. Louis. So I'm almost positive. He yeah. was born. Cause I know he has dual citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I, I I don't know if I would have had him at one. I was pretty easy for me. I, I'm not I, I also maybe just downplay his tenure because I really did think that he was a great product of playing with that last wave of like all time greats with the abs. It definitely helped him, but like this is a guy who had years where he was a point per game player in Colorado himself. And I think a lot of people have forgotten because he's just been around for so long now. And he's been a third line, fourth line guy on a bunch of these teams for a handful of years now. This was a guy who was a 1C for a while in the NHL. Where where I really do think that his reputation got a little muddied was when he took the money to go to St. Louis. A lot of Colorado fans. Well, 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 no, no, no. But it was the same Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. Yeah, that's They paid him to come be a first line center. And everybody in Colorado knew He's the first line center here because they don't have anyone better. Yep. They had the Patrick Waugh 13, 14 year where he was fantastic playing with Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog. <laughs> two, uh, two pretty good players. Right. And, and again, the, 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 where, what I was saying was where I do feel like he maybe gets more credit than he deserves. That dude spent some time on a line with Peter Forsberg and Joe Sackick. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that go to the net with your can't stick down. function on that line, though. Sure. Sure, but outside of the two years where he played with sure, those he was two more players, like a fifty to sixty point guy, but and then the year that he played with uh, McKinnon and Landeskog, he was a pretty average player. And again, that was always the part where I feel like once he got the big contract, and it was like, oh, here comes St. Louis's <laughs> new first line center, and he got more national attention. That was where I really do think the public perception of him shifted. But you're not wrong, like. He had very good, very productive years and, in Colorado. And and the reality of that is 
less a, a knock on Paul Stastny and more of just a, a 50 to 60 point American is the best American to ever play for right. a Colorado Avalanche right. by, by like a lot. Not a lot of U.S. born players come to this org right now. Yep. And the point that I was leading this conversation to is that was our top five by Bet365. Today, there are zero Americans that would make the national team on Colorado. Who's even left? Jack Johnson is the only American that I could think of when I was going through this before the show. Yeah. Ben Meyer. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, he played at the Olympics. <laughs> oh, come on. He played for Team USA at the Olympics. <laughs> Get him on the list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got Sean Barron's coming one day. Yeah. Yeah, Barron's will get here. This, it, this is a pretty a little short list. <laughs> a little all over the place. short. Yeah. I mean, um, is oh, Ross, Ross Colton's Colton. from New Jersey. Ross Colton. They, he wouldn't make the and national Miles team. No, Wood. no, no, no. And Miles okay, Wood. I didn't know Wood was American. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. They, they're getting better. I know last year they were like mostly Canadian. They're they were ba- heavily Canadian. They were basically like the Canadian national they're team. still pretty heavily Plus Canadian. Val, Miko, and Leckie. And that was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Americans yeah. are sneaky, man. They, they get their way in there. Yeah, Nieto. Yeah, Nieto too. Yes. Oh, Long Beach native. How Come on, forget? guys. Yeah, he, he was like seventh or eighth on this list. I mostly forgot he was on the team. Easy. So did he. Nah. No. Zing. Yeah, Ross Colton. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got some hope. But yeah, I don't know if we're talking in the national. Yeah, appearance. I'd say Colton's probably the Colton, closest. Probably the closest. Maybe Barons has the best chance long term. I don't know. Perhaps. But it's not great. Not a great look uh, as far as the U.S. national team for the Avs. Do want to get into some of the other ones though, but first. We are brought to you by the fantastic folks uh, over at Shady Rays. You can go get yours at ShadyRays.com today. Head on over, use the DNVR code when you get two pairs or or more, rather, of sunglasses. What you get is a fantastic-looking 50% off your order. And fantastic-looking shades. You know, both count. Both count. Uh, Go get yours today. Protect your eyes from the sun. Even though it's like supposed to rain no. every day this week no. or something, it just never stops. Every yeah, you get the day. Uh, so you get the sunshine. You can you can wear the shady rays. It counts. Uh, dozens of different styles, amazing different options, polarizations, uh, something that makes everybody look good. And the best part is, the first thirty days, if you don't like them, you break them or you lose them, they'll replace them completely for free. So you can try them out. If you don't like the pair, go get a different one until you find ones that you like. ShadyRays.com with a DNVR code, or they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall if you're local. And we're also brought to you by the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. You can press 222-2222 today. If you have been injured in a car accident, even if it was a rideshare situation or you weren't driving, if you have been run over by the 800,000 scooters that are in downtown. I went downtown last weekend. I could not believe how many scooters were down there. I've heard such horror stories about how dangerous they are, and I've had friends get very injured on them. Tell them to go to Bacchus and Shanker. There you go. Problem solved. Uh, Go over to these guys. You can go to the two number or coloradolaw.net. They'll give you a free consultation no matter what. They think you have a case. They'll take your case on for completely free. You pay nothing until you win your case with these guys. So if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. It's that simple. 
Uh, and they're very good at getting you paid. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients in the time that they've been doing this, which is over 25 years. So they know their way around the uh, the courtroom, too. Go check them out. ColoradoLaw.net. Two number. Either way. Bacchus and Shanker. They'll take care of you and get you what you deserve. I was uh, producing Broncos the other day, and I love their little tagline. It's, um, if you want to if you want to sue, smash the two. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's nice. very that's, cute. That's awesome. Press two to sue. Got it. Press two to sue. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. The Canadian national team. Uh, to me, uh, well, let me let me contextualize this. I want to talk about the next time they get put together. So not like they're putting a team together today, but the next time they get put together, either that being the NHL going back to the Olympics or this World Cup that Bettman has been talking about. Either way, right now, there are three automatics for me on the Avs going to Team Canada in McKinnon, McCarr, and Taves. I know some people are less convinced Taves would be on that uh, roster, but I think it's automatic. Yeah, I, I think he would have been a top-pairing guy for them had they gone two years ago. Or what is it, last year? Two years ago? Uh, so COVID if we're looking at everything 2026 up, is the next. Sure. That's where it's maybe for Taves. Wait, is so it was it was last year. 2026 is the next one? Yes, but... Oh, no, shit, it was... Was the 2023 the winter one? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to look it up now. Anyway, if you're looking at 2026, I could see it as a maybe. If there's a World Cup in 2025, 2024, maybe more likely. Absolutely. That's a lot easier for me. Kay. And honestly, with Kel McCarr, it's tricky because of the ongoing results that need to be released from the Canada team. I don't know if that suspension is so active, but I imagine by then it would be resolved. <laughs> Uh, I would assume Kale McCarr has was very far ahead of that with his own personal stuff. Oh yeah, I I suspect his name will be cleared, but they just need to release the findings. It's fair. I feel like we've been waiting for like an any day now thing. Yeah, because like there was some chatter about it (laughs) semi recently, right? And now it's just like it's concluded. We just need to know the outcome of it, and that's why I think once we do, Kale McCarr's name will be cleared, but. Mm Until then, it's hard like, to know if he could even the, compete for Team The Canada. other side of it is Kale McCarr might just be like, nope. <laughs> Especially really depending good. on how he's being used with the Avs at the moment. Like yeah. if he is leading the league in ice time, yeah. I could not blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't at all. Um, no, I mean, regardless of when the last one was, because COVID did mess a bunch of things up. I really do think, and I've talked to several people from just around, it would have been Taves and McCarr as the first defensive pairing, yeah. not only because of how good they are individually, but I mean, I really, I personally think that's the best pairing in the NHL right now when they're at their best. Um, so I'm with you. I think it's pretty automatic that those three are going. So I set this up as a future one specifically because do the abs get a fourth guy on Bo? team Canada and Bo healthy Bo, like yeah. a healthy season from yeah, Bo. Exactly. Can you imagine if the yeah. abs decor made half, half of the team, team Canada. <laughs> I had a dream that after you guys did the Bo show, we did a show entirely dedicated to Andrew Cogliano. <laughs> the Cog show. I'd do it. I, I, I couldn't, I kept calling him by the wrong name. It was a disaster. So I'm sorry. <laughs> we just got to stick to the Bo show is maybe where I'm going with this. Got a whole lot better chance to make the team. I'll put it that way. It's a good point. Um, 
Yeah, I think he could get there. So, I mean, Canada's issue has always been their defense hasn't been great, and their goaltending is abysmal every cycle, when, when it, even when it is best on best. Yep. Um, they had the one year where they had Flurry and Luongo, Flurry, Luongo, and Price, and that was really, really good. Other than that, whenever you see those rosters, it's like who? <laughs> um, so many I mean, other goalie factory countries out there now: Finland, Russia, yeah, Sweden. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Bo could push by twenty twenty six. That's the Avs hope for him to flourish yeah. as a player, generally speaking. So. If he follows that timeline the way everybody hopes, I think he makes a case for it. I I want it to happen where it's all three of them. I don't know that it will, or maybe it will with Taves no longer Taves as an Taves might need some yeah. AG1. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's going to be geriatric like no. Jesse at that point. But Yeah, seriously. Uh, <sighs> so Canada... Three, you feel pretty confident in one way or another. Maybe four. Finland, obviously, Miko's going. Is there any hope for Lecky? I actually think yeah. there is. I was looking at the current like active wingers in the league for Finland right now, and I still think Lekkonen makes a, a good case for himself. Okay. So you throw two over there. I Landis Gaga, obviously, is a weird topic. If he's healthy, he would be he's, on Team yeah, Sweden. No, but no doubt. We just, again, if we're talking about 2026, he could be healthy or his career could be over. We just don't know. Um, it, going through the rest of the Avs lineup, I don't think Georgiev. Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if Francois didn't make it. That, I think yeah. Francois uh, again, at least At least right now, today, so, he'll so be I think 30. I had six one total. or 32 in a couple of years, but. I actually think he'd probably even start. So Francis is like the last. He is. Well, and I didn't count Bo because. Sure. I sure. probably, I was unsure. So. Yeah. Three Canada, two Finland, and then Francis with the checks. And then if, depending on what Russia's situation is, if they're allowed yeah, to compete, yeah. I imagine right. Val would make the team. Val. Yeah. I feel pretty I'm certain not, Val I'm would sure make the team. they'll have the like independent Russian yeah, yeah, yeah. hockey players uh, or although whatever. Although I, I really don't. Because that was all suspension for the doping thing. Add in everything that's happening right now, I don't know. That's hard, yeah. Because they, they've even yeah. been banned from competing under the yeah. Olympic right. flag. It's tough. So, uh, again, assuming that Russia can put a team in, I, I would be really surprised if Val was on that team because that's usually made up a pretty 50-50 split of NHLers and KHLers. And Val, I think, would, would make that cut pretty pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I think you is Bulgaria. Which will not make Ge any Georgiev? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Francois. I was like, yeah, no, no Francois is Czech. Czech. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Georgiev. So I guess Georgiev would absolutely make the national team, but their national team won't make any tournaments. Right. So yeah, they maybe. I don't even know if they qualify for world, world championships. They, I think they're in like the B tier or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm not sure relegated or Even whatever lower, it is. Maybe. No, no, I think they are, yeah. but I'm not certain of that. So I, I, don't don't, I don't know. I, I, I know it's been <laughs> a long time since they've competed in the top certainly, yeah, world they, championship yeah. bracket. Um, Who else are we missing here? I think that's probably it. Because Gerard wouldn't make the team. Jack Johnson's too old. Well, again, they're, they're so 
Canadian heavies. Yeah, like, Josh Manson wouldn't make the team either. And then you, you'd like you, Logan O'Connor's not making it. I hmm. don't think. Uh, their depth guy Cogliano's beyond that prime of having any real chance to make it there. Uh, it, uh, like I think the most interesting conversation is the one we already had, where it's like maybe if Ross Colton blows up and has a really right, good year, that's yeah, probably the next. I would put him into that. You could see it, but in three years, you could see it. Sure. Um, that's about it. Right. For, I'm not sure I could even say the same for Miles Wood. And, and, and I, yeah, I I'll, don't see I'll it be with Wood, extremely to be generous, extremely generous, and say I would also put Ben Myers on that list that Team USA could be interested because these national organizations love players who have played for them before. So the fact that Ben Myers has gone to multiple world championships, gone to an Olympics. I mean, his game would have to come like such but a far the, away. He'd have to take really big steps. There's, these national teams always have that 12th guy. who's right. like, we don't give a shit how well you play hockey. We just want you to fit. Right, right. So I, I will put Ben Myers on a list that come 2026, if you told me, yeah, he was an alternate, uh, you know, a yeah. scratch or whatever for Team USA. If you told me that today, I could believe it. And I wouldn't even think that he turned into like that elite of a player. Just he's got a long tenure with uh, USA, USA hockey. hockey yeah. I don't know if he if he carves out a decent bottom six role. We all saw that World Cup of Hockey Team USA roster they put together. Ben Myers could have made <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> I see. This is why I didn't make it like, oh, this year's world championships, because the world championships are just not great representations of the actual skill level of. Alexander Georgiev is listed as also having Russian okay, so citizenship, but there's just so I, many I just good Russian team. goaltenders would that would be ahead of him. Would not make it. I, I, yeah, I don't. Right. I don't think he'd get. I mean, they're, they're, they're all Russian. All the Shesterkin great goaltenders are Russian, Sorokin and a lot of exist. great Finnish sorry. goaltenders. Right, right. So you just, I'm sorry. Vasilevsky, yeah. Sorokin, yeah. like they're they're three deep of like elite, elite goaltenders. Yep. Not to mention what's his name, Askarov in in uh, yeah, uh, on the Milwaukee way. coming through yeah. uh, Nashville. Like, like that Russian net has some real talent. As, as highly as I do think of uh, Alexander Georgiev, same. He needs Team Bulgaria if he wants to go to the Olympics. <laughs> uh, okay. Rantanen, obviously, yes. Yeah, Rantanen, yeah. we were talking about maybe Lekanen. We immediately glossed over Rantanen because that's an automatic. Yeah, yeah. slam dunk. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, before we do wrap up the show, very quickly, Canada has been, you know, they'll continue to be the favorite for international competition for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Who is number two? I Is it U.S.? Is it Finland? Is it Sweden? I think those are the three that really have the case to be number two. Which one would you give it to? I think it's Finland. They have a, they have elite players at every position. I think they're a little lacking on defense. Yes, they do have Haskinen. I think Haskinen's finished, mm -hmm. right? I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, I'm not super sure about how their defense depth plays out. But I don't think it's U.S. Well, I'm thinking of it in terms of volume, like how many proportionately are in the NHL as active players. Sure. And I feel like USA might have a slight edge 
but it doesn't mean that the skill upside is quite the same as like a Finland. I feel um, kind of similarly with Sweden. I think there's maybe more volume, but the skill upsides might not be quite the same as Finland. My problem with the U.S. is they're kind of great generation of NHL talent is starting to age out. Patrick Kane, uh, Joe Pavelski. They still have good goaltending. U.S. always has a handful of good goaltenders. Well, you, got, but you got Matthews, you got Eichel you, you have, at the top. You have talent there, mm-hmm. but I don't think you quite have the depth that completely the last generation of the U.S. had. You know? Well, and that was what made that World Cup team so disappointing was that was like the 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 thick of top U.S. talent. And really, everyone was like, it's going to be Canada and the U.S. just slugging it out. Yep. And the U.S., like, they openly talked about, like, we built a team that we thought could beat Canada. Canada, And they just went with, like, grinding muckers, hard to play against the wall, and Canada just skated circles around. Yep. It was bad. It's it's funny because I do feel like it was Russia for a a while. I I did, too, but it's not anymore. Nikolchuk, Datsuk, Ovechkin... Malkin era of Russian hockey was yep. like holy smokes, but so many things have gone on with Russia from the athletic standpoint that like we haven't really see, like we only saw that type of grouping at the I believe it was Sochi Olympics. Yep, and they way underachieved because uh, they didn't have any defense. Yep, um, and so I don't know. I for me personally, it's Finland. Um, Honestly, I'm probably Canada one, Finland two, Sweden three, US four. That's where I would be. Um, and depending on what team Russia could put together, the yeah. US may be at five. Are and they Russia allowed would be to come? Who goes? Right, yeah. right, right. If, if you're purely just, if you're not actually playing a tournament, you're putting the rosters together, it would probably be Canada, Finland, Sweden, Russia, US for me personally. Sweden's just in such a weird spot where they just. They rarely produce true superstar players, but they just produce like sixty-point players. Like everyone's like so clockwork. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I think they have a. Uh, don't they have a goaltender right now? That's like. Yeah, I mean they have Uka Pekalukinen. Yeah, yeah, him. And they have some other, like another. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Um, but. God, and they're always best dressed at any of those yeah, tournaments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sweden they're always is just, the best dressed. Well, I, mean, I mean, from their actual kits, like that, the blue and yellow, the Trey Crone or whatever. You don't like those? No, I love them. It just oh. happened to be Walmart colors. That's I feel like Walmart's more blue and white. I feel like 90s Walmart was blue and yellow. <laughs> when you had the bouncing smiley face jumping down the aisles, knocking the prices down on the commercials. He had to do all that manually. Back in the day. Back in the day. No online pricing here. Yeah. But no, I just, they always, their, their kits always just look so I, good. I, I love their kits. And their goalies always just go off with their <laughs> gear in that color too. <laughs> Fuck it. Maybe Sweden's at one just for all those reasons. <laughs> the cool factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. we considered. We're snakes drafting international jerseys. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, final question. Best of the rest? Switzerland? Germany, Czech. I think Czech. Yeah. That's probably what I would say too, but I loved when the World Cup did a team Europe because the issue with those (laughs) other nations are they just, going back to Megan's point of like sheer volume, forget talent level. Those other smaller European nations just don't have the volume to compete. Yeah. Um, 
So I, was, I, I liked when they did the Team Europe thing because yeah, you, you feel bad for Matt Zuccarello out there for Team Norway. Just like <laughs> first line, left, right, and center. You're playing like, 40 minutes tonight, <laughs> bud. <laughs> and they lose 8-1. to one. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Uh, so no, I, I, it's hard because best on best, you can't do those types of teams. But I did like it because the, the rest of those nations... It's just tough. Yeah, I, no argument. It, it's a weird spot to be in. I, I, you know what I would love to see is a, in a World Cup of hockey style, a Western Canada and Eastern Canada. Um, I like showed the, him. Yeah. I, I like those creative teams. I did. I don't. I, I don't think if you did an under twenty three team North America, it would be anywhere near as exciting as that team was last time. So I don't know if you could recapture that magic it, but you couldn't that was a one time uh, only. I, I do think seeing a tournament where you split up canada either into two or even into four just do would, the junior leagues through the three yeah I, I just think it'd be super fun to see that because as much as all those those dudes all like to play for canada i think they would really like play to prove the province yeah, yeah like this portion of the country in particular like can you imagine how hard McKinnon and Crosby be playing for Team Nova Scotia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it'd be a... I think it'd be fun for the fan base, too. The Canadian totally. fan base, I think, would oh, rally around totally. that. But Ontario so would be insufferable right. the entire right. time. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I just I think that would be a ton of fun. And then you get them all back together for a Team Canada and everyone would be great. But I, I think this that'd be... is why we need to let them go back to the Olympics so they can do the Team Canada mm-hmm. thing at the Olympics and then have and fun then... with the World yeah, Cup exactly. in the off cycle. You should do every you should have a best on best every two years. Olympics, I'm with World it. Cup, Olympics, World Cup, Olympics, World I'm Cup. With it. Um, <laughs> and I think that'd be a ton of fun and you could get really creative with it at the World Cup. Whatever you think draws eyeballs, do it. Just try it. Why not? Have fun with it. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. You can get yourself a Palisade peach. I recommend it when you're watching uh, the World Cup of Soccer that is happening right now. U.S. Oh. women, spoiler alert, survived last night, just barely. Yeah, what are they doing sucking? They, What's going on? They're still in it. It's fine. A couple beers and they look great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing about sports. If it's a bad game, just drink until it's not bad anymore. Uh, Breck Brew, go get yours at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Brew locator online at breckbrew.com. We are going to get out of here for the day. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed the show. Jesse and Megan have a pretty cool interview coming tomorrow, it sounds yep. like. Yep. Uh, so that should be fun. Keep your eyes out tomorrow for that show. And yeah, we got more content coming five days a week, even though it's August, baby. <laughs> it's officially Let's August. Go. It's officially August. And we made you it. Guys. We said that we wanted to make it to August 1, and we did. Without having to do anything that is too ridiculous, people are gonna yep. hate. Yeah, I gotta now, be honest. I'm gonna be honest to your face on this show, Rudo. Someone suggested doing an eBay show the other day, and I said, "Count me all the way out on that." You're not an eBay guy. No, that's the one show we're allowed to do that the chat is like, "Oh, I'm actually for this," and I hated it. <laughs> I was, oh, I hated that. Look, on August 20th, it's going to sound real appealing, let me tell you. We're going to start a GoFundMe, and the fans <laughs> will vote for one eBay item to purchase <laughs> for Jesse. He's Don't, want <laughs> Don't want and it. Don't want it. Yes, if it's merch, he is to wear it on the next yeah, show. Confirmed. We'll wear it. We'll see. This is my silent. What, are you going to hold me down and force it onto me? Maybe. Like I'm a, like a 
Chihuahua? Hey, look, you're a geriatric man. Yeah. You don't have the strength he used to. Rudo's made that joke one too many times. Now I am starting to doubt. Am I, am I just... Is what comes out of my mouth different than what I hear in my head? Am I actually a crazy I, rambler? Are you older than me? I, think I don't think so. I think I'm like a little that. older, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel decrepit. I, think, I will, No, like, dude, my... We don't, need, we don't need to get into that. Jesse has we to, don't need to get into the people have voted. How much my back hurts every morning. We don't need to talk about that. We're out. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.